Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Revly United Methodist Church, and also welcome to our first day of Lent. My name is Bayo Ogunbade, and I am one of the associate pastors here at Revly United Methodist Church. I'm glad you're here to join us, whether you're in person or online. It's great to see you. Before we get things started, I have a few quick announcements I'd like to share with all of you. The first thing is that the church office, in observance of the holiday tomorrow, we are closed tomorrow, so we will not be here. You're always welcome to come to Reveille, but you'll be here by yourself tomorrow. We won't be here tomorrow. So just wanted to make sure you all knew that. Uh, I also named that today is the first uh, day of Lent, or the first Sunday in Lent, meaning that for all of us, uh, Lent is a time where we observe the 40 days of Jesus walking out in the wilderness after receiving the Holy Spirit, after being baptized in the Jordan River. And in that time, he was tempted by Satan, the devil, and he was telling them, oh, uh, you know, give up the Father, turn your back, and all that. And so what that all means for us as Christians is during these 40 days, we're also challenged as well to take up a spiritual discipline um, and rely solely on our faith and let go of some things. I also want to share, in addition to our Lenten season, we are also starting a new sermon series called The Way of the Cross, and the Reverend Stephen Coleman, he will be preaching today, and his message is called The Man in the Mirror. And I might have heard a little down the wire that Stephen might bust out the moonwalk for you all this morning. (laughs) Stay tuned, stay tuned. But uh, I hope you all will be looking forward to this worship. It'll be a great day. The Lord be with you.
Friends, I invite you to rise with me in body or spirit as we join together in our words for the call to worship. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. Let us, therefore, approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace in time of need. Let us worship the Lord. Let us worship the Lord by singing together hymn number 189, Fairest Lord Jesus.
Let us continue in our worship of the fairest Lord Jesus as we share together in the word the prayer of common confession. Merciful God, we begin this Lenten season in confession. We do not live according to your ways, but our own. We have failed to love you and to love our neighbors. We have disregarded your word and your sacraments. Forgive us, Lord. Give us grace and power to put away all hurtful things and walk in your holy ways. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Friends, hear the good news. When we look in the mirror, and even in times when we look in the mirror and we see things that we don't like about ourselves and we hate about ourselves, we have a God who gives us grace, that redeems us, refines us, who loves us and comforts us in all the ways. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. A people who have been redeemed, reconciled, and forgiven by Christ's blood, I invite you to exchange signs of peace with one another, and I love to invite our children to the front. the children are coming up. My name is Karen Rios, and I'm the Children's Ministry Director. If we have any friends um, and any children who are worshiping with us online, we would love to invite you to move a little closer to the screen, because this time is for you as well. Annabelle, I'm loving your hair, and I'm putting that on the live stream. Your hair looks amazing. As a matter of fact, you can help me out a little bit. So... I am holding up something today, and I bet you don't know what it is. Oh, okay, go, Edward. What is it? It is a mirror. And why do we use mirrors? Okay, Annabelle says we can see ourselves. Anything else, Felicity? Sorry. So we can see our reflections. Thank you, Kendall. I'm sorry. And yes? Okay, so we can see what we are doing. That's a good one. All right, so I think that it's great to look in the mirror sometimes to even check and see what we've got going on, right? I mean, if we have any flaws, sometimes we take a look as, as we ladies take a look sometimes before we leave the house, right, to make sure that the hair is in place. And sometimes we take a look in the mirror to make sure we're not, we don't have any broccoli in our teeth and things like that, right? Well... This is a wonderful season of Lent, and it's one of my favorite seasons of the year. Because as Jesus is coming out of the wilderness, he invites us to look more deeply and to look, and he holds up a mirror. But he's not holding up a mirror to our faces. Can anybody tell me where he's holding up the mirror? What do you think, Kittle? 
Ooh, she said to our actions. Yes. He's holding a mirror to our actions. Anything else that you might think about? Okay, what about here? Our hearts. He's holding up that mirror to our hearts. And it's an opportunity for us to go in deeply and examine what our hearts are doing and to make sure that they are beautiful and shining for him as we get ready for Easter. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this season of Lent that helps us to look more deeply in the mirror to see our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys can go back to your seats. Thank you. Good morning. Please join me in praying the prayer for illumination this morning. O Lord, at the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan, you proclaimed him your beloved Son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. As we read your word this day, by the power of that same Holy Spirit, Open our hearts and minds that we may hear what you say to us this day. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Today's first scripture reading is from Psalm 25, verses 1 through 10. And this may be found on page 436 in your pew Bible. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths, lead me in your truth, and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me, for your goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. For those who keep his covenant and his decrees. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
Well, welcome to the first Sunday in Lent. Today and for the next five weeks, we will walk with Jesus uh, towards the cross and to Easter Sunday. As Bias said, our theme for Lent is the way of the cross. And to begin this journey, we start with the very first chapter in the Gospel of Mark. In the words of Julie Andrews, let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. When you read, you begin with ABC. When you sing, you start with Do, Re, Mi. And today, as we begin the journey to the cross in the Gospel of Mark, we begin with the baptism, temptation, and a proclamation. Join with me now as we read together. And listen together to the Word of God from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him, and a voice from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beast, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come be with us and among us. Come as the fire and burn. Come as the wind to refresh and renew, convict, convert, and consecrate for our great good and for your greater glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The preacher Will Willimon tells a story one day of watching a Sunday afternoon program on the emerging church. And most of what they showed was fairly predictable in that show. The usual 2,000-member megachurch in California where those under 30 gathered, where a rock band played praise music, and when the clergy told sappy stories about awesome people who did awesome things. But, young, but one young man who was a pastor of a large congregation with people under 30, was asked by the interviewer, to what do you attribute the remarkable attraction of your church to younger adults? And he answered, you have a whole generation of young people, beautiful, bright, successful young people who have never had anyone Love them enough to look them in the eye and say with love, you stink. 
Now, actually, he used a stronger word than sting, but Will Willimon goes on to say, I might have put the matter differently, but it is still a, not a bad message for the first Sunday of Lent. Is this your experience of Lent? If you have a friend, a church member, a family member, do they speak the truth to love to you? And if so, what would they say about you? Last Sunday was the big game. And I was reading an article in the Washington Post about the Super Bowl, and it was saying that it was the most watched television show ever. Over 123 million people watched the game. And the article then commented about how the game had it all. It went into overtime. Patrick Mahomes did some magic on the field. And then, of course, there was Taylor Swift in the stands. Is anyone here a big Swifty, a fan of Taylor Swift? (laughs) Or have you grown tired of Swift mania? (laughs) After seeing Taylor Swift so often during the Kansas City Chiefs games and Not really knowing much about her music, I decided to Google what her most popular song is. And the answer that came was a song named Anti-Hero. Now, Anti-Hero is a very honest song that talks about the struggles in life. And the refrain goes something like this. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. At tea time, everyone agrees. I'll stare directly in the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. And the song does make me wonder, do we ever take the time to stare at ourselves in the mirror? And if so, what do we see? What do you say about yourself? in your own mind. Lent is a 40-day period between Ash Wednesday and Easter. It is a holy, somber, serious time. The color of the season is purple. And in this 40 days, we invite folks to observe a holy Lent by following a discipline, such as prayer, fasting, self-denial, reading and meditating on God's Word, and also self-examination. So today, on this first Sunday of Lent, we focus on this discipline of self-examination. And the question that we ask us this day is, who are you? Who is the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror, the person in the mirror? On Ash Wednesday, Pete began to answer these questions by talking about how we are ambassadors of Christ. But our scripture passage today also compels us to look at these questions again, and it helps define ourselves even more. So let's turn now to the Gospel of Mark. 
The gospel of Mark is a fast-paced gospel. It begins not with Bethlehem, not with a birth story of Jesus or wise men or shepherds. Instead, it starts at Jesus' baptism, his temptation in the desert, and the beginning of his ministry where he proclaims the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And if we blink again, Mark's gospel will already be at the foot of the cross. Our passage today is a typical Lenten passage with some common topics in Lent, such as the kingdom of God, repentance, and good news. But our focus today will be on the story of the baptism of Jesus and his temptation. In the baptism, Jesus walks out of the water and God declares to him, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. Now the interesting aspect of this event is that Jesus and us the readers are the only ones who hear this declaration. The disciples, the rest of the crowd, hear nothing, see see nothing, know nothing. We, the readers, see right at the very beginning who Jesus is. He is divine, the Son of God. And the disciples and the crowd will stumble trying to figure out who Jesus is throughout the rest of Mark's story. And then after the baptism, still seemingly dripping wet, Jesus is driven by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days where he is tempted by Satan. Driven by the Spirit. It sort of makes you wonder if Jesus even had a choice. And unlike the Gospel of Matthew and Luke, there is no dialogue between Jesus and Satan in Mark's temptation story. We do not get any details about what these temptations are. Mark just says that he is tempted by Satan with wild beasts and being present, and angels who waited on him. It is an odd gathering here in the wilderness, Jesus, Satan, wild beasts, and angels. But the comforting aspect of this encounter is that it is the angels waiting on Jesus as he is being tempted, not just after the 40-day period is over. So we see once again God's presence in the midst of our struggles waiting on us, nourishing us, sustaining us, helping us. The temptations also show the humanity of Christ. Jesus knows all of our trials and tribulations and struggles of being a human being. As it says in the book of Hebrews, For we do not have a high priest, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every way has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So here we have two stories, one defining Jesus as the Son of God, the other showing Jesus' humanity as he is tempted and tested just as we are. Jesus is both fully human and fully divine. As we proclaim in the Nicene Creed, we believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, God from God, light from light, 
true God from true God. He came down from heaven and became fully human. In these brief six verses, Mark tells us a lot about who Jesus is. But then the question becomes, what do these stories say about us? The voice that God says to Jesus, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased, is a defining moment for Jesus. He knows who he is, and he can then focus on God, his mission, and resist the temptation to be something else. And just as God calls Jesus his son and beloved, he also says the same thing to each of us. You are my son. You are my daughter. You are beloved. You are affirmed, welcomed, accepted, worthy of salvation. Do you believe this? This is a message that is there throughout Scripture. Isaiah also writes, I am the Lord your God, your Savior. You are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. Do not fear. I am with you. The psalm states that it is God who forms our inward parts, who knits us together in our mother's womb, who searches and knows each of us. And the way of the cross is not a way to death and loss. The cross is instead a symbol of life and love and grace that is extended to all people, extended to the whole world. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of who we are and whose we are, especially these days with so many hardships and burdens and struggles around us. Beloved, affirmed, accepted, loved, worthy of salvation. These are the true descriptions of who we all are. The writer and priest Henry Nouwen writes about Jesus being the beloved and about us being beloved too. And he says that one of our greatest temptations is to doubt who we truly are. He says we spend a lot of our energy defining ourselves by I am what I do, or I am what others say about me, or I am what I have. So when people speak well of us, when we do good things, when we have a lot, we are up and we are excited. But when we start losing, when we cannot do some task anymore, when we learn that people speak against us, when we lose our friends, then we slip into a pit. He says this whole zigzag approach is wrong. The voice that speaks to us from above and from within whispers softly or declares boldly, you are my beloved son or daughter. On you, my favor rests. And it is not always easy to hear that voice in a world filled with other voices that are telling us we are no good, worthless, or despicable. When the great reformer and theologian Martin Luther was tempted 
or in doubt, in depression, or near despair. He would remind himself and say to himself, I am baptized. And when he said these words, Martin Luther remembered who he was and whose he was. He remembered that the Holy Spirit was with him. And when he said these words, he noticed a change. There is a movie that came out a few years ago that was entitled Jesus Revolution. And it is the story of a street preacher and a pastor who opened the door to the wandering youth in the 1960s that leads to a spiritual awakening in the country. And in one scene of the movie, the pastor played by Kelsey Grammer has opened his church to those lost youth who are not exactly dressed, as we might say, in our Sunday go-to-church clothes, who often wear no shoes at all. But as they come into the church, he kneels and he washes their feet, saying to them, welcome, come on in. And then in his sermon, he says to them, if you feel misunderstood or judged, this is where you belong. If you are ashamed or trapped in what you are doing or what you have done, you will find forgiveness and freedom here. The message is that God's grace, love, acceptance extends to any of us, to all of us, to the hero and to the anti-hero. And God never gets exhausted extending that love and that grace to all of us. I do think that Lent is a time to stare in the mirror, to examine ourselves. Lent is a time to ask ourselves, what do we need to let go in our lives? Or what do we need to add to our lives? It is a time when we ask, do we need to turn or turn back to the Lord, what changes are needed in our lives. For as Michael Jackson does sing, if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. And if you do take up this challenge of self-examination in these 40 days of Lent, or even if you are just here today because you feel lost confused, facing trials and tribulations, then I hope we all feel the tug of God's Spirit reminding us, you are beloved, a child of God, accepted and worthy of salvation. When Jesus came to the Jordan, he came as his father's son. He came down to share our temptation and when that dove descended on him, the Son of Man, the hidden years had ended, and the age of grace had begun. Thanks be to God. I invite you now to stand, and let us sing together the entire hymn of When Jesus Came to the Jordan, number 252. Thank uh-huh. 
respond to the word read and proclaim, let us now affirm our faith together. The Apostles' Creed, number 881. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. may be seated. As we enter into a time of prayer now, we would like to encourage you to remember that both this morning and throughout the week to come, the family of Elise Crockett. Elise lost her father this past week, and also the family of Lynn Maloney. Lynn lost her mother this week. We remember them and remember all who grieve with us this day. Let us pray together. Lord God, we give you thanks this morning as we gather in worship today, as we enter into this first Sunday of Lent. We thank you that by your grace, you give us the courage indeed to stare into the mirror in a very real way and to see who we are. And we ask for that courage in abundance this day and beyond. Enable us to acknowledge who we are and who we've become that we can be cleansed by your grace. Because, O gracious Lord, as we look into this mirror, we also are reminded that you hold it and that you gaze upon us by your grace with the same gaze upon which you looked at your son Jesus. As you said to him, you are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. By your grace, Lord, we recognize you say the same thing to us through the gospel, that that we are your beloved And that you are pleased with us, despite our brokenness, despite the view in the mirror. You love us. For that this day, O Lord, we give you thanks. And we confess 
that we don't appropriate nor appreciate the goodness of what you have given us. It is our prayer, O Lord, that as we enter in these days, that we indeed would lead a holy Lent, acknowledging where we are broken, acknowledging those places where we are wrong, but also offering them all up to your love and your grace and your power. Lord, we take this opportunity to pray for all those who hurt this day. We bring so many things into worship with us, joys, challenges, grief, and yet we bring them all to you, knowing that you are a God who heals, you are a God who raises up, you are a God who yet always offers hope in the midst of these days. We pray for those who grieve, those who hurt, and those who need healing this day. We also take this opportunity, O Lord, to pray for our world in the midst of such division and conflict and violence and gun violence and times of celebration this week, which should have been celebration, which turned out to be a season of grief. Lord, we ask your grace to fall upon us as your people, as this nation, and as this world, that we may find peace, hope, and unity in the midst of so much brokenness and confusion. We pray for our partner churches, O Lord, and we thank you for the relationship we have with them and ask you to continue to enable us to encourage them as they encourage us, that we may grow together to represent the goodness, wonder, and power that uniquely comes from your kingdom. Lord, these prayers and others we offer to you through Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In just a moment, we're going to invite our ushers to come forward to receive our morning offering. But as they do, I want to offer a brief word of thanksgiving to all of you. Uh, you've been able to see each week um, the updates from our stewardship campaign from, for this particular year. And I need to tell you how incredibly generous you have been as a congregation. Many of you may be aware that last year we had a record year in stewardship uh, because so many of you stepped up and you've done it again. And uh, we are very close to that very same thing this year. And I just need to tell you how appreciative we are of your generosity, of your sacrifice, and the way you give. You enable us to do so many wonderful kingdom things uh, because of your generosity and your stewardship. We say a word of thanks to all of you. We now invite our ushers to come forward and receive our morning offering.
Lord God, you have been so very good to us. You have poured blessing upon blessing upon us, grace upon grace. And this day we have the privilege of returning this portion to you. It is our humble prayer, O Lord, that you would use these to serve your kingdom. Multiply these gifts to serve your glory, for we offer them and give them to you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's remain standing as we offer our final hymn, number 269, Lord, who through these 40 days. Now, as you go through the rest of these 40 days, remember who you are and whose you are. You are beloved, worthy, accepted, and loved. And go now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.